the story Cinderella? You probably do, because it is one of the oldest and most loved fairy tales. But did you know there are over 340 versions at least of this tale from countries all around the world? Hello everyone, I'm Kathleen Pally. Welcome to Journey with Story. Today's story is an Irish version of Cinderella and it's called Fair, Brown and Trembling. You might notice quite a few differences from the version you know. Let's take a journey with Fair, Brown and Trembling. Long, long ago, on the Isle of Erne, in a castle on a hill, there lived a widower and his three daughters who were called Fair, Brown and Trembling. Fair and Brown always had new dresses when they went to church every Sunday. But Trembling was forced to stay at home. You will stay here and do the cooking, her sisters ordered. Now, the real reason they would not let Trembling out of the house was that she was far more beautiful than either of them. And they were terrified that she would end up being married before they were. One Sunday morning, after the other two had gone to church, the old henwife came into the kitchen to Trembling and said, It's at church you ought to be this day, instead of working here at home. How can I go? said Trembling. I have no clothes good enough to wear at church, and if my sisters were to see me there, they'd never let me out of the house again. Wished now, child, said the henwife. You are a good and kind girl, and you deserve a finer dress than ever they have seen. Now tell me, dear, what kind of dress would you like? Trembling thought for a moment and then replied, I would love a dress as white as snow, and for my feet, a pair of grass-green shoes. The henwife put on the cloak of darkness, clipped a piece from Trembling's old dress, and began to mutter a strange chant. And the next moment, lo and behold, she was holding out a pearly white gown and a pair of shoes as green as shamrocks. Trembling gasped with delight as she dressed herself in the beautiful new clothes. Then the henwife led her outside where a milk-white mare with a golden saddle stood waiting. Trembling mounted the horse, and just before she set off, the henwife called out to her, You must not go inside the door of the church, and the minute the people rise up at the end of Mass, you must ride home as fast as the mare will carry you. Trembling thanked her, waved goodbye, and set off for the church. All through Mass, Trembling stood at the doorway in the back of the church. Again and again, people turned around to stare, wondering who this beautiful young woman could be. As soon as Mass had finished, Trembling hurried off. Some of the young men tried to overtake her, but to no avail, for Trembling outstripped the wind as she galloped home on her trusty milk-white mare. Inside, the henwife had dinner all prepared, and when her sisters came home, Trembling had already changed back into her shabby old dress. Have you any news today from the church? asked the henwife. Yes, indeed, replied the sisters. We saw a wonderful grand lady at the church door. Sure, there was hardly a man at church from the king to the beggar who wasn't trying to look at her and know who she was. And her dress was unlike anything ever seen before. It was so beautiful. 
The sisters were determined to find a dress just the same. But though they looked far and wide, there was no such fine cloth to be found in the whole of Ern. The next Sunday, when Fair and Bran went to church, leaving Trembling home to cook dinner, in came the henwife again. Will you go to church today? she asked. I would go, said Trembling, if only I could. What robe will you wear? asked the henwife. Oh, the finest black satin that can be found, and for my feet, a pair of ruby red shoes. And what colour do you want the mare to be? I want her to be so black and so glossy that I can see myself in her coat. Once again, the henwife put on the cloak of darkness, and in an inkling, she held out a rippling black gown and ruby red shoes for Trembling to wear. Before Trembling rode away, the henwife ordered her, On no account go inside the door of the church, and remember, as soon as Mass is ended, hurry home before any man can stop you. In church, everyone was as curious as before to know who this woman in black standing at the church door could be. But they had no chance, for the moment the people rose at the end of Mass, Trembling slipped from the church, mounted her mare, and rode off home before a man could stop her. The henwife had dinner ready. Trembling took off her satin robe and dressed in her old clothes before her sisters got home. "'What news have you today?' asked the henwife when the sisters arrived. Oh, we saw the grand strange lady again, and it's little that any man could think of our dresses after looking at the robes of satin that she had on. And all at the church from high to low had their mouths open, gazing at her, and no man was looking at us. Again, Fair and Brown hunted the length of the land to find a black gown, the same as the grand ladies. But of course, such finery was not to be found in all of Erin's Isle. When the third Sunday came, Fear and Brown went to church dressed in black satin. They left Trembling at home to work in the kitchen and told her to be sure and have dinner ready when they came back. After they had gone, the henwife came into the kitchen and said, Well, my dear, are you for church today? I would go if I had a new dress to wear. I'll get you any dress you ask for. What dress would you like? asked the henwife. Trembling replied, a dress red as a rose from the waist down and white as snow from the waist up, a cape of mossy green for my shoulders and a hat on my head with three fine plumes of red, white and green and for my feet a pair of sapphire blue slippers. The henwife put on the cloak of darkness, wished for all these things, and when Trembling was dressed, the henwife clipped a few hairs from one of Trembling's locks with her scissors, and at once the most beautiful golden hair was flowing down over the girl's shoulders. Then the henwife asked what kind of a mare she would ride. This time Trembling asked for a white mare, with blue and gold-coloured diamond-shaped spots all over her body, on her back a saddle of gold and on her head a golden bridle. By now, news of this beautiful strange lady had spread all over the land. Princes from north, south, east and west crowded into the church, each hoping that it would be himself who could go home with his beautiful lady after Mass. 
When mass ended, Trembling had already mounted her mare, ready to race away, when the prince of Amenia, who had stayed outside the church during the service, reached out as she passed by and pulled off her slipper. Trembling rode home faster than ever. By the time her sisters returned, Trembling was hard at work, dressed in her old clothes. "'Have you any news from the church?' the henwife asked. "'We have indeed,' said the sisters. "'The strange lady came again to the church, in grander array than ever before.' Such splendid colours to bewitch and bedazzle. Surely she's the most beautiful woman ever seen in Erin. Meanwhile, back at the church, the Prince of Amania made an announcement. He proclaimed that he would marry the lady whose foot fitted the slipper he held in his hands, whoever she might be. But all the other princesses also wanted to marry the beautiful, mysterious lady too. You will have to fight for her before you can call her your own, they said. Well said the prince. When I find the lady that the shoe will fit, I will fight for her, never fear, before I leave her to any of you. And so the prince of Amania and all the others set out on their search. They travelled north, south, east and west. They visited every place where a woman was to be found. Many hopeful ladies tried on the blue slipper, but though it was neither too large nor too small, somehow it never quite fit any of them. One lady thought it would fit her if she cut a little from her great toe, and another, with too short a foot, put something in the tip of her stocking. But no use. They only spoiled their feet and were still hurting for months afterwards. When Fair and Brown heard that all the princes searching the length and breadth of Erden were looking for the woman that could wear the shoe, they could speak and think of nothing else. One day, when Trembling spoke up and said, Maybe it's my foot that the shoe will fit. They jeered, How foolish you are. But still, when they heard the princes were coming to their house, they locked Trembling in a cupboard. As soon as the prince of Amania arrived with his companions, he offered the slipper to each sister in turn. But though they tried and tried, it would not fit either of them. Is there any other young woman in the house? asked the prince. There is, said Trembling, speaking up in the cupboard. I'm here. Oh, her? We only keep her to put out the ashes, said the sisters. But the prince and the others refused to leave the house till they let Trembling out. And of course, when Trembling took the little blue slipper and slipped it on her foot, it fitted perfectly. The prince of Armenia gazed at Trembling you are the woman the shoe fits, and you are the woman that I took the shoe from. It was you I saw outside the church. Everyone agreed that this was the mysterious woman. Now it's time to fight for her, said the other princes. They went outside, and the prince from Lochlan stepped forward first, and the struggle began. It was a long and terrible battle. For nine hours they fought, until the prince from Lochlan gave up his claim. The next day, the prince from Spain fought for six hours before yielding his claim. On the third day, a Zulu prince fought for six hours and then finally retired, defeated. On the fourth day, no more princes wanted to fight, and it was decided that Trembling should become the prince of Amenia's bride if she was willing. And she was. So their prince and Trembling were married amidst great rejoicing. In time, they had 15 children and they lived forever after 
in great happiness. As for Fair and Brown, they were allowed to stay in the castle's kitchen, cooking and cleaning and looking after all the little ones, which kept them too busy for mischief and meddling. Well, did you notice any differences between this Irish version of Cinderella and the version you know? Maybe you can ask someone in your family if they know another Cinderella version from another country and see how it is different too. I'd love to see what pictures this story might have painted in your mind. Send me your pictures and we'll share them for others to see. Cheerio then. Join me next time for Journey with Story. Journey with Story